0: Welcome to the Essential Geopolitics podcast from Stratfor, a rain company. I'm Emily Donahue. Today, the conversation is about an ongoing shadow war in the Middle East. And our guide is Thomas Abihana, a global security analyst for Stratfor. Welcome.
1: Thank you for having me, Emily.
0: Thomas, first off, there's been a series of explosions recently in Iran. Do you know what's behind them and what's responsible for those?
1: So, on June 26th, there was one at a weapons development base in Parchin, just east of Tehran. Another one occurred soon after at a medical facility, uh, which authorities attributed to a gas leak. Then, and perhaps most notably, on July 2nd, there was another one that hit the Natanz facility, which is at the center of Iran's uranium enrichment program, and caused fairly significant damage. Finally, at a factory in a city just south of Tehran. Now, accidental explosions are not uncommon in Iran every once in a while, but the occurrence of four in a little more than two weeks led to suspicions that one or more of these was an act of deliberate sabotage. This is especially true of the one that occurred at the Natanz facility, which numerous reports actually linked to Israel. Now, from the Israeli perspective, attacking this facility, it made sense, given that Israel views Iran's nuclear program as a potentially existential threat, and has worked in the past constantly to undermine progress on that program. It most notably did this with Stuxnet, the cyber weapon thought to be developed by the U.S. and Israel, and had attacked, among other things, uh, the facility at Natanz. So it's it's not unreasonable to deduce that Israel was behind the attack, especially the one at Netanz. Uh, conversely, there was another series of reports of potential Iranian attacks against Israelis. A report coming out from an Israeli media outlet indicated that Mossad, Israel's intelligence service, the, uh, the equivalent of the American CIA, uh, recently thwarted Iranian attacks on Israeli embassies and diplomatic compounds in Europe and elsewhere.
0: Are these types of actions new developments or are they something that we've seen in the past?
1: So these actions should not come as a surprise, given that both actors have a long history of carrying out similar covert action, uh, both against each other and against other nations. Uh, Past Iranian actions show that it has the capability and intent to conduct attacks against Israelis, similar to the reported ones that were thwarted earlier. Uh, Iran was linked to bombings at the Israeli Embassy in Argentina in 1992, uh, as well as another one against a a Jewish-Argentine Mutual Association Center uh, in 1994, uh, also in Argentina. Iran uh, was also linked to the bombing of a bus carrying Israeli tourists in Bulgaria in 2012. There was also a relative series of botched attacks against Israeli diplomat diplomats, rather, and diplomatic facilities in India, in Georgia, uh, Georgia, the country, not the. US. state, and Thailand, which took place in 2012. There have also been reported thwarted Iranian plots which have taken place everywhere from Uruguay to Nigeria. And many of these, it should be noted, were carried out in collaboration with Hezbollah, the Lebanese militant group which Iran helped establish in the early 1980s and has funded and supported ever since from its base in Lebanon. Looking at the other side of the coin... Israel's history also shows it is willing and able to conduct covert operations against Iran and against others. Uh, Israel has a long history of covert action, dating back to before the country was even founded. Uh, that, was, that has included assassinations and bombings. Uh, they've targeted members of the Nazi party who escaped Germany before World War II, Egyptians, Syrians, Palestinians, and others. Uh, To give one notable example, uh, Israel assassinated Iman Mutnia, a senior Hezbollah member and one of Iran's most capable operatives through its proxy, Hezbollah, uh, in 2008. Uh, Beginning in 2010, Israel was linked to a series of assassinations targeting Iranian nuclear scientists in order to undermine progress on the Iranian nuclear program. Two of them were killed by magnetic bombs stuck to their car, another one was shot dead, and a fourth was killed in a motorcycle bomb explosion. So, history shows us that both sides certainly have a track record of carrying out these types of covert operations, especially against each other.
0: How do you see these developments playing out going forward?
1: Given the history of past activity and the continued hostility between Iran and Israel, There's every reason to deduce that this shadow war, if you want to call it that, will continue for the foreseeable future. Iran is not going to pause its nuclear program. It's going to continue, while Israel, which sees that program as a huge threat to it, will work continuously to undermine it by all means necessary, which could include attacks inside of Iran. Israel is also going to continue launching airstrikes and other types of strikes against Iranian and Iranian-backed units in both Syria and Iraq. Now, it's worth noting that similar assassinations and bombings have historically drawn retaliation from the other side, which often feeds into the further cycle of escalation. For example, after Israeli security forces killed Uh, Hezbollah's general secretary in 1992, Iran responded with the help of Hezbollah by conducting that 1992 bombing of the Israeli embassy in Argentina. Likewise, following the string of Israeli assassinations targeting Iranian scientists in the early 2010s, Iran responded as well, albeit less successfully, with that string of botched attacks against Israeli diplomats that we saw in India, in Georgia, and in Thailand. So we could see uh, similar attacks, or it could manifest itself in other ways. Iran has a variety of proxies it can use against Israel, including those in the Palestinian territories, in Lebanon, in Syria, and elsewhere. However, as we saw in past attacks, which have ranged everywhere from South America to Eastern Europe and South Asia, the retaliation doesn't necessarily need to take place in Israel or Iran itself. It could happen almost anywhere around the globe. While Iran may not necessarily direct every move made by its proxies, it does exercise influence, and it can prompt them to potentially act more aggressively. And then on a final note, it is worth pointing out that retaliation doesn't necessarily have to be a bombing or an assassination. It could also be a cyber attack. Iran's cyber capabilities have greatly improved over the last decade. The IRGC and the rest of Iran's military and intelligence services have worked to bolster their cyber capabilities, and it has paid off. Iran was reportedly behind an attempted cyber attack targeting Israeli water infrastructure earlier this year. Israel retaliated by launching its own cyber attack, which disrupted operations at an Iranian port. So in closing, knowing the history behind Israeli and Iranian covert operations can help in understanding the current situation today, which... Given recent events, shows that the Israeli Iranian shadow war is not stopping anytime soon.
0: Thomas Abihana is a global security analyst with Stratfor. Thomas, thank you.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: If you would like to read more geopolitical forecasts and analysis of the political and security challenges in the Middle East, subscribe to Stratfor Worldview, the world's leading geopolitical intelligence platform and part of the RAIN Network. There's a special rate for podcast listeners go to strap4.com slash podcast offer. That's all one word, strap4.com slash podcast offer. I'm Emily Donahue. Thanks for listening.